بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد Therefore with the approaching of the month of Ramadan the coming of the month of Ramadan it is upon a Muslim to remind themselves and to learn regarding the affairs pertaining to this blessed month that is approaching. So therefore, it is binding upon us. Yeah, it is binding upon us that we learn the rulings, that we learn the virtues, that we learn the wisdom behind the obligation of the month of Ramadan. Now, nearly 11 months have gone by. Okay, nearly. When Ramadan starts, 11 months would have passed. Okay, 11 months would have passed from the last Ramadan. And those 11 months, of course, will feel probably like 11 weeks or 11 days. Okay, because... And that's the reality. That's how you feel when the next Ramadan comes. Okay, you feel that the time has gone so fast because you can remember last Ramadan. You can remember what you did in Ramadan. Okay, you can remember any of those uh, activities or those deeds that you took any part of and performed. Now the blessed month of Ramadan is, or the fasting of the month of Ramadan is a pillar of Al-Islam. It is a pillar of our religion. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Bunya al-Islamu ala khams. Shahadati an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammadan rasulullah. وَإِقَامِ الصَّلَاةِ وَإِيتَاءِ الزَّكَاءِ وَصَوْمِ رَمَضَانِ وَصَوْمِ رَمَضَانِ وَحَجُّ الْبَيْتِ الْحَرَامِ لِمَنْ إِسْتَطَاعَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا He said that Islam is built upon five things. Meaning Islam has five pillars. Islam has five pillars which establishes it. In the life of a person. The first being the testification or the testimony that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. And the second pillar is to perform the five daily prayers. The third pillar is to Give the compulsory zakah, that portion of the wealth, a portion from a person's wealth that is due when his wealth has reached the nisab, the amount which an zakah is compulsory from, and it has passed a year. And the fourth pillar of Al Islam, the fourth thing which establishes Islam. 
in the life of a person is Sawmi Ramadan, the fasting of the month of Ramadan, the fasting okay, of the blessed month of Ramadan. And the fifth pillar is to perform Hajj to the house of Allah for those who are able to do so. So in this hadith, we clearly see and we clearly understand the importance of the fasting of the month of Ramadan. Allah has made it a pillar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it a pillar of Islam. A pillar which establishes the religion in the life of a person. Likewise, the fasting of the month of well, the month of Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was revealed, meaning the beginning of the revelation of the Quran was in the month of Ramadan. It began in Ramadan when Jibreel salam, revealed those first verses to our Prophet Muhammad وسلم, that occurred during the blessed month of Ramadan. Allah Azza wa Jal says, شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن The month of Ramadan in which the Quran was revealed. And likewise, from other verses, we understand that the Quran was revealed on a special night. A special night, a blessed night, which is known as Laylatul Qadr, the night of decree. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Qadr. Indeed, we have revealed it, meaning the Quran, in the night of Qadr. And likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Indeed, we have revealed it in a blessed night. In a blessed night. So these are some of the evidences which show the, the virtue and the importance of the fasting of the month and of Ramadan. Or likewise, and some of the virtues of Ramadan. Now, what is the ruling of the fasting of the month of Ramadan? And the ruling is that it is compulsory. The fasting of the month of Ramadan is compulsory upon every Muslim that has reached or who has reached the age of puberty and they are sane and they are fit and healthy to fast and they are residents meaning they are not upon a travel and likewise for the woman that they are not on their any menses nor are they in a state where they've given birth in a state of postpartum, and with postpartum blood. 
So it is compulsory upon every Muslim that fits these criteria. The month of Ramadan is compulsory to fast upon every single Muslim who fits these criteria. A Muslim reached the age of puberty saying fit and healthy to fast. A resident, meaning they're not a traveler, because a traveler has the choice to fast or not to fast, but they have to make it up later on. And likewise for the woman, it is compulsory for them to fast when they are not in their menstrual cycle or in a state of postpartum. And what is the evidence that proves that the month of Ramadan is compulsory? Is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon Oh you who believe Fasting Fasting has been made compulsory upon you Kutiba alaykum and kutiba alaykum is from those phrases which indicate obligation on those phrases which indicate that there is an obligation so fasting has been made compulsory upon you as it was made compulsory upon those who came before you so that you may gain taqwa now the fasting of the month of ramadan was made compulsory in the second year, okay, in the second year after the Hijrah, the second year after the Prophet ﷺ migrated from Al Madina, and they migrated from Al Madina, from Afwan, from they migrated from Mecca to Al Madina. The second year after the Hijrah, when they migrated from Mecca. And to Al Madina. And the Prophet ﷺ, he spent 10 years in Al Madina before he passed away. So, therefore, in total, he fasted nine months of Ramadan. Nine months of Ramadan. So, what is this fasting? What is the meaning of fasting? Okay, what are we fasting from? Now the word fasting, as-sawm or as-siyam in Arabic, in the linguistic meaning, it means to abstain or to refrain. And it could be from anything. To abstain or to refrain. And in the Islamic and in the Islamic definition, who can tell me the Islamic definition of fasting? Who can tell me the Islamic definition of fasting? To refrain from eating and drinking until sunset you haven't got the full marks yet good try 
a little bit missing from, from, from my presentation. That's a very important good part there. Very good. And to, so to refrain. From uh, also nourishing other people. Okay, so what's the complete meaning? So to refrain from eating and drinking and marital relations between, uh, between sunrise and sunset. Good. But there's one little piece missing as well. There's one little part. No. There's one little thing to be added to it. So the meaning the brother mentioned was to refrain from eating and drinking okay, and marital relations from uh, sunrise, okay, from Fajr to sunset. There's one thing that needs to be added in there, as some of the scholars have mentioned. Daylight hours. Huh? Daylight hours. Daylight hours, no. We've already covered from Fajr until sunset. Which is at ta'abud. Worship. Because if a person refrains from eating and drinking from sunrise to sunset, okay, and his intention is intermittent fasting to lose weight okay so therefore that doesn't make it a a worship okay he's just done something which is for a benefit of the dunya so therefore the scholars say that fasting is an action of worship okay, which is performed by refraining from food drink and marital relations from Fajr until sunset. Okay, from Fajr until sunset. <coughs> now, what is the wisdom behind fasting? What is the wisdom behind the fasting of the month of Ramadan? And we will look at some of the kalam of Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin ta'ala when he was asked this question so he said so what is the wisdom what is the wisdom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it an obligation upon his servants to fast what is the wisdom behind this that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it an obligation upon his servants to fast and he says moreover he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the fasting of the month of Ramadan a pillar of al-Islam a pillar of al-Islam by which Islam is not established except by it Islam is not established except by by it and he says, considering that there is a lot of difficulty, there is difficulty, Afwan, the Sheikh says, and considering that there is difficulty upon the body and the soul, when a person stays away from his desires, okay, from the things that he wants to do, for example, to eat, to drink, and likewise marital relations. Yeah? 
The Sheikh says, consider this as well, considering that there is difficulty in these things to refrain, for peasant to refrain from what they want to do. And also he says, considering that a person may get a bit weak, get a bit weak in their body, get some weakness in their body due to his fasting. And he says, upon this as well, where whereby there are long days that are warm and hot so therefore a person even gets a little extra difficulty in those places where the days are long and hot so he says what is the wisdom behind it and with all of these things that is mentioned and he says so we say as an answer to this question that it is first uh, first and foremost it is upon us to know that from the beautiful names of Allah is Al-Hakim and he said this name Al-Hakim the All-Wise it has been mentioned has been mentioned numerous times in the Quran so Al-Hakim means the one who possesses perfect wisdom the one who possesses perfect wisdom so therefore he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places everything in their rightful place he puts everything in their rightful place so everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does is with wisdom is with any wisdom perfect and complete any wisdom and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حُكْمًا who is better in judgment than Allah for a people and for a people who believe have iman they have that yaqeen and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says alaysa allahu bi ahkamil hakimin is Allah not the best of judges in his judgment, in his decree, in his wisdom, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says, based upon this aqeedah that we have just and he affirmed here, this aqeedah that is compulsory upon a person, is compulsory upon every Muslim to believe in, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has wisdom in everything that he has legislated and everything that he has decreed so in everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated and decreed there is great wisdom in it so he says so based upon this belief that is compulsory upon a Muslim to have so therefore it is compulsory for a Muslim to be pleased, to be pleased with whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated and that he submits and that she submits to what Allah has legislated and that she submits and he submits to it. And he's pleased and submits. Then the Sheikh says, 
Indeed, Allah has not legislated the fasting except for a great wisdom. And he says, and the most important and the greatest of those wisdom is a taqwa the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is due to the saying of Allah ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun or you who believe indeed fasting has been made compulsory upon you as it was made compulsory upon those who came before you so that you may gain taqwa so that we may increase yourself in taqwa so he says he says so this is only the wisdom the greatest wisdom for the reason and for the purpose of gaining and attaining the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said to the fasting person إِذَا سَابَّهُ أَحَدٌ أَوْ شَاتَمَهُ فَلْيَقُلْ إِنِّ and if a person insults him or and insults him and speaks, speaks bad about him then he shall only say I am fasting meaning the Sheikh says a person does not insult a person or a fasting person does not insult another person who is insulting him and that he does not reply to any of this he does not reply he does not reply with something that is equal to it but he just replies with indeed I am fasting indeed I am fasting so he the Sheikh says so the fasting person does not insult it does not have bad speech etc but it is compulsory upon a person to have that tranquility that tranquility and that sakina and that a person stays away from the from speech that is haram speech that is degrading and is haram and all that is part of taqwa what the shaykh is mentioning here all this of refraining from these affairs are haram and not allowed whilst fasting yeah, all this is from the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all that is from building the taqwa because the shaykh says because fasting is a shield a person uses his fasting to protect themselves from the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the affairs that Allah has prohibited and he uses it to protect and shield himself from the hellfire on the day of judgment 
Hikam Isiyam. And this is from, uh, this is the greatest wisdom behind fasting. This is the greatest wisdom and behind fasting. To build and to work on the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ourselves, in our hearts. So fasting the month of Ramadan, it refrains or it prevents us from the affairs that are haram. So therefore we build our taqwa. We build our self-control. Therefore our taqwa increases. Likewise, the Sheikh says, from the wisdom of the fasting of the month of Ramadan is that a person becomes accustomed to dealing with difficulties. Yeah, dealing with difficulties, dealing with tiredness. He says, because comfort and a lavish life and an easy life whereby a person eats what they want and drinks what they want that type of life does not last that type of life is not forever so therefore ramadan or the fasting of the month of ramadan makes a person adapt and becomes accustomed to dealing with these types of difficulties yeah, dealing with this type of difficulty. So therefore, if a person loses their wealth or reaches a situation, a difficult situation, so therefore what he has learned from the month of Ramadan aids him and helps him to adapt to these difficulties better because he has learned to be patient upon them. He has learned to be patient of having no food, having no drink, etc., etc. Then the Sheikh says, and from the wisdom of fasting is that it breaks a person's selfishness. Yeah, it breaks a person's stinginess and selfishness. He says, because when a person is in blessings, easiness regarding his food, his drink, and likewise his nikah, these things can lead a person to only think about themselves, to be selfish and to be stingy because he's accustomed to it. And he wants that type of life where everything is easy like that. So he becomes a person who only thinks about himself. He becomes selfish. And he becomes stingy. And the Sheikh says, until that person becomes like cattle. A person becomes like cattle. He has no other desire except to satisfy his cravings of food and drink and the etc and desires so he says so when this is broken when this is broken 
and by way of the fasting of the month of Ramadan, that person adapts and becomes accustomed to difficulties. And he is able to be patient upon hunger. And he is able to be patient upon being thirsty. And being patient upon refraining from his desires. So therefore, what all of this does for this person, it gives that person a great tarbiya. It nurtures that person. Okay, it nurtures the soul of that person. Likewise, the Sheikh says, and from the wisdom of the fasting of the month of Ramadan, of the wisdom of fasting, is that a person remembers and ponders upon the ni'mah, the blessings and the and the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By way that Allah made his food and drink, etc. easy for him to attain. It made it easy. So previous to his fasting, okay, he's finding his provision is easy. He's eating what he wants. He drinks what he wants, etc. So that he's at ease. So when he fasts, he refrains from this. Then he knows the true value of his food. He knows the true value of his blessings and favors which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on him. And the shaykh says, لِأَنَّ الْإِنسَانِ لَا يَعْرِفُ الشَّيْءِ إِلَّا بِضِدِّهِ Because a person does not truly understand and know something except by way of its opposite. Except by way of its opposite. So a person does not truly appreciate and not truly understand the value of his food and his drink until he cannot eat, until he cannot drink, until he cannot satisfy himself. So therefore, this, as he says, By way of a person experiencing the opposite of something, then it becomes clear to him what he has. Yeah, it becomes clear to him what he has. As the saying goes, you don't know what you have until you've lost it. Okay, you don't know what you have. You don't know the blessings of what you have until you've lost it because a person can be ungrateful. Can be ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Forget that these are blessings. The Sheikh says, he said, but indeed a person does not know the value of something until a person loses it. And he says, for example, uh, look at this example. Look at this example. A person breathes. A person breathes. Now, if a person was to be prevented from breathing, he will find straight away a lot of difficulty and a great difficulty he says but considering that we breathe and all the time we breathe when we speak we breathe when we eat we breathe when we drink we breathe when whilst we are awake and we breathe whilst we are asleep 
and we do not really consider and feel the value of this blessing, of this great blessing. So until a person is unable to breathe, then he realizes the value of this blessing, appreciates that fact that he can breathe. So he is a, and a good example that the Sheikh has and he mentioned. So the Sheikh says, so therefore when a person fasts and they refrain from eating and drinking and desires, that person comes to know the value and appreciates and is grateful regarding the blessings and the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this, a person is reminded of the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, he's reminded of the blessings of Allah Azza wa Jal. Likewise, he says from the wisdom behind fasting, or the wisdom in fasting, is that a person remembers his brothers and his sisters who have been affected by hunger and by thirst or those who are unable to get married and likewise those who are unable to get married so here the Sheikh says so that person upon and he feeling these difficulties they have more mercy and upon their brothers and sisters who are basically you know, are in our need those who need food those who need drink and likewise those who cannot get married because of probably financial reasons so says so a person then has more mercy upon them and a person is it is more uh, possibility now that that person and he gives those who are needy Give those and who are needy. And the Sheikh says, and the Prophet he was a person who was very charitable. And he وسلم, and he gave in charity. And he was the best of the people regarding that. Okay, he was the person who gave most in charity, giving to others. And that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was more giving in the month of Ramadan. He was more charitable in the month of Ramadan. So he would give more. When Ramadan starts, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he would give more to those who are and in need. So the Sheikh says, so therefore this this effect of fasting upon us makes a person remember their needy brothers and sisters and that pushes a person encourages a person to give uh, charity to them okay, to give from their wealth or from their food 
and encourages a person to be and a good to them in more ways. Then the Sheikh says, the wisdom and behind the month of Ramadan are numerous. They are numerous. He says, but a lot of the people today, we find that their state in their time of fasting and their state in the time where they're not fasting is the same. It is the same. So when they're fasting and when they're not fasting, they're exactly the same person. Meaning, what they do when they are not fasting, they do that as well in the time when they are fasting. So they do not differentiate. They do not have this preparation and this self-control and restrain themselves whilst they are fasting. The Sheikh says, لا تجد عند الإنسان سكينة الصوم. You do not find with some of the people the tranquility of fasting, that tranquility that it brings to a person, nor that self-control, and you do not find that they refrain from insulting or speaking badly or lying or deceiving others. The Sheikh says, the time or the days that they fast and the days that do not fast, they are exactly the same. There is no difference. And this, he says, this is a great deficiency in their fasting. This is a great deficiency in their fasting. So we will and he end with this and a reminder and today actually before we end we will mention some of the things that break the fast some of the things that invalidate and the fast can I put that out as a question what are the things that invalidate the fast Eating something intentionally, so when a person is fasting, they eat something intentionally. What about if they eat something by mistake? Mm, their fast is not broken, fast is not broken. Okay, and they continue to fast okay, till the end of that day. And likewise, the drinking. If they forgot and they're fasting and they forgot. They felt thirsty and they saw some water and without thinking and without remembering that they are fasting, they just drink straight away. Okay. So in this case, it was not intentional. So it does not break their fast. It does not break their fast. But if there is food or water left in their mouth, when they remember they need to remove it from their mouths. What else? What are the things that invalidate the fast? Vomiting, again with the word, intentionally. Okay, if a person vomits, throws up intentionally, that breaks their fast. But if it was not intentional, so therefore it does not break their fast. Because the Prophet said, مَنْ ذَرَعَهُ الْقَيِّ فَلَا قَضَارْ عَلَيْهِ وَمَنْ إِسْتَقَوَ عَمْدًا وَمَنْ إِسْتَقَوَ عَمْدًا فَلْيَقْضِي 
He says, whosoever is overcomed yeah, by vomiting, then he has nothing to replace. And whosoever has forced it upon themselves to, to vomit, then uh, intentionally upon them is to replace the fast. Upon them is to replace the fast. So likewise, what are the things that break the fast? So we've got eating and drinking intentionally, okay, vomiting intentionally, what else? Nose drops. Nose drops, you have to be very careful with it. If it does not reach your throat and you do not swallow it, then it does not break your fast. But if it does, you put too much or you put it in a way which it basically reaches your throat and you swallow it, then it breaks your fast. Marital relations. Okay, that breaks the fast. And what is the what does a person who falls into marital relations while they're fasting in the month of Ramadan? What is upon them to do? To replace that what is their replace the fast obviously. Replace the fast. They eat first, they need to make Toba, replace that day that they've missed and Fast, okay. Three ten slaves. Three ten? Three ten three ten slaves fast two months. And in there there's fasting consecutive two months. So it's a serious matter. Okay, it's a serious matter. Okay. It's a serious matter. Fasting consecutive only two months consecutively. Is it three ten? Either you feed 60 people, yeah, either you feed 60 people or you free slaves. Yeah, exactly, so it will fall on either fasting two consecutive months or as we mentioned regarding the feeding people. Yeah. So, yeah. Hijama. Shaykh Muthaymin is on the opinion that hijama breaks the fast. Breaks the fast. the hadith the one who has performed hijama and the one whose hijama is performed on that they have broken their fast but there are other narrations from the salaf that they never used to see anything uh, regarding doing hijama whilst they are fasting except that it weakens a person. If it's going to weaken a person even more, then they don't do it. So yet, so let's end here, and with this little.
I will remind that.